This is Soccer in 20. This is intended to be your ultimate soccer reference tool. A 20-minute tutorial into soccer where we're going to look at some of the major teams and the major markets. And we are going to begin with the EPL. Current Premier League champions are Liverpool. They are also the reigning Champions League winners. They are managed by Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp likes to play heavy metal football. Heavy metal football entails winning the ball back from the defence as high up the pitch as you possibly can. They do this by playing high-pressing fullbacks with Alexander and Robertson and high-pressing wingers with Salah and Mane. This has proved to be a very successful tactic for Liverpool and that's why they are the reigning Premier League champions and last season's Champions League winners. The nearest rivals are Manchester City. Prior to Liverpool winning the league this season, Manchester City were the back-to-back -back Premier League champions, finishing second this season. They are managed by Pep Guardiola, the former player of Barcelona, former manager of Barcelona and former Bayern Munich manager. Manchester City's weakness lies at the back. They only currently have one world-class defender and if they want a challenge for the EPL or win their ultimate goal of the Champions League, they will need to buy at the back. In midfield, they have one of the best playmakers in the world in Kevin De Bruyne and up front, they will never be short of goals as they have the likes of Bernardo Silva, Mares, Raheem Sterling and of course Sergio Aguero. On the other side of Manchester, we have my team, Manchester United. The biggest club in England, the most supported club in the world and the most successful, the 13-time Premier League champions. However, there is a big void at Manchester United and it's called Alex Ferguson. Since Alex Ferguson left, none of the Manchester United managers have been able to deliver success via a Premier League title, despite trying with David Moyes, Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho and now Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. However, there may be light at the end of the tunnel. Manchester United's current striking trio is very young and they managed to outscore the trio of Salah, Mane and Firmino. I'm talking about Anthony Martial, Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford. Behind them, they have Bruno Fernandes, who proved to be a revolutionary signing that guided him into the Champions League. He has also got the best out of Paul Pogba, who seems to be benefiting from no longer being Manchester United's main man. At the back, they've certainly tightened things up with Harry Maguire coming in, who's now the captain, and Wan-Bissaka right back. However, there remains questions over David De Gea, formerly a vital player to Manchester United, now potentially looking like the weak link. Over in London, we have three clubs, but the top of the bunch is Chelsea. Chelsea are managed by their former player, Frank Lampard, and managed to get into the Champions League this season. Despite being weak at the back, Chelsea are surprisingly spending more money up front, bringing in the likes of Zayac and Timo Werner, despite having plenty of goals in the team. They are also the team that has USA's Christian Pulisic. However, if Chelsea are going to win any silverware in the future, they are also, like Manchester City, needing to invest in defenders. 
Also in London, we had Tottenham. Tottenham were last season's Champions League finest, losing to Liverpool. However, they have significantly dropped off, firing Mauricio Pochettino at the start of the season and bringing in Jose Mourinho, who has guided him to the Europa League. Harry Kane is Tottenham's key man and key goal scorer. He, though, cannot lead the team to glory by himself. And Jose Mourinho will need plenty of pieces in order to make this team a team that not only challenge for the Premier League, but also get into the top four next season. It's 3-0. 3-0. Do you know what this means? 3-0. But also mean three premierships and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. Three for me and two for them. Respect, 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 man, respect. We finished the EPL off with Arsenal. Arsenal are still a very well-supported club all around the world. However, in recent years, they have been the butt of many jokes due to their supporter channel, Arsenal Fan TV, and the witness of their decline. They are no longer a team that challenged for the top four. However, they have brought in a top manager in Mikel Arteta. Arteta has improved the club's defence, which needed improvement for a long time, and he is also trying to bring in young players. However, if Arteta is to continue improving this team, they will need to keep hold of their key striker, their goalscorer, Pierre Aubameyang. Without Aubameyang, Arsenal will have no chance of challenging for the top four. We saw the importance of Aubameyang, who fired Arsenal to this season's FA Cup final. And if they want any chance of continuing their upward movement, they will need to keep hold of this player. So that is the EPL. Just to clarify... There are more than three teams in London. Just in the Premier League alone, we have West Ham and Crystal Palace. I just meant there are three major teams that are supported around the world that could challenge for honours. And they are, of course, Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham. Now let's move on to the rest of Europe. We're going to cover some of the key teams and we're going to start with the current Bundesliga champions. Of course, I'm talking about Bayern Munich. Don't forget... Das Bundesliga Show comes to the Soccer Gambling Podcast permanently next year. And the favourites to win it will be Bayern Munich, who are going for their ninth consecutive Bundesliga title. Their 30th overall. Bayern Munich aren't always the most popular team, though, in Germany. Because not only do they sign players from all around the world... They often sign players from within the German league, including signing players from their nearest rival, Borussia Dortmund. They've recently signed, in well, in recent years, Robert Lewandowski and Mats Hummels, who has now gone back to Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund themselves are eight-time Bundesliga champions, but they've not won the title since 2012. I am not expecting a challenge from Dortmund, though, next season because they are likely to lose Jadon Sancho, whereas Leroy Sane of Manchester City in Germany has moved to Bayern Munich, making them even stronger. It wouldn't surprise me if this team come into next season as the Champions League winners. They have a plethora of talent, including Sane, who will play out wide, along with Serge Gnabry, another young German superstar. They also have Thomas Müller, a German playmaker, Joshua Kimmich, a German holding midfield, 
midfielder and one of the best goalkeepers in the world, another German in Manuel Neuer. It's not just Germans in this team though, Lucas Hernandez and Benjamin Pavard are two world-class French defenders. They also have Alfonso Davis, a young Canadian up-and-coming left-back. David Alaba is one of the most solid central defenders in the world and of course Robert Lewandowski who is a goal-scoring machine. This team will be difficult to stop and I can only see one winner of the Bundesliga next season. Yeah, that's the crazy goal song from Bayern Munich. Had to get it in there since we are covering Das Bundesliga next season. Moving on to La Liga. And that is usually a two-horse race between Barcelona and the most successful club in history, Real Madrid. The 34-time La Liga champions, the 13-time Champions League winners and this season's La Liga champions. Their nearest challengers are usually Barcelona, the 26-time La Liga champions and five times Champions League winners. However, a new challenge is emerging through Atletico Madrid. They already have one of the best defences in Europe and the most highly paid manager in Europe in Diego Simeone, who has turned this club around. If they can sort out their attacking intent and play the way they did against Liverpool, they could be the challengers for the league next season because... Barcelona looked to be a declining team, running out of money and failing to add the weapons that they needed to around Messi to not rely on Messi as he reaches the wrong side of 30. Barcelona seemed to be a fading force that won't be winning the La Liga title or the Champions League for some time. Weak at the back and lacking creativity in midfield. Barcelona still rely on Messi despite signing Anton Griezmann last season. The signing hasn't worked, Suarez is getting older and Real Madrid ended up winning the La Liga title in the end comfortably after the post-lockdown period. As for Real Madrid, they will not only be looking to win La Liga again next season, finishing ahead of their Madrid rivals Atletico and their closest rivals Barcelona, but they'll be looking to challenge for the Champions League. Once again, a trophy they won three times in a row under current manager Zinazine Zidane. Sergio Ramos still looks like one of the top centre-backs in the world. Karim Benzema is scoring more goals than ever since they sold Cristiano Ronaldo to Juventus. Eden Hazard has to be better next season. They still need to solve the Gareth Bale puzzle. It's Santander Golf Course. Oh, this looks awesome. It's nice, but I can really bite you. I mean, golf in general can bite me. We have to shoot with Gareth Bale. Team TaylorMade sending us over to Madrid. Gareth Bale on the Eric Anders Lang Show. I'm excited. You're on perhaps the best soccer team, if you don't mind, for yeah. one moment on planet Earth. You're so excited to be talking about golf. Yeah. You got the best driver on the planet. The same driver as Tiger Woods over here, man. Playing a match with Gareth Bale, I never thought I would be saying this. I'm pumped. Yeah, that is the Gareth 
Bale conundrum. Zinazine Zidane doesn't like him and Gareth Bale doesn't care. He's on his big money contract and he's happy to see it out on the Madrid bench. Other than Bale, that seems to be the only major problem that Madrid have. They are loaded with talent. Tony Cruz in midfield, Casemiro in midfield, Luka Modric in midfield, Marcelo left back. Rafael Varane at the back, Asensio trying to get into the team, Isco trying to get into the team, Thibaut Courtois a solid goalkeeper. This team will win the league next season and this team will challenge for the Champions League. Real Madrid are on the way back. Closing out with Italy and Juve seem to win the Serie A title over and over and over and over again. In fact, they are now the 36th time Serie A champions, two-time Champions League winners, still behind AC Milan on seven and Inter Milan on three. Both Milans have won the league title 18 times each and look to get back into the mix this season. However, despite the fact that AC Milan have improved, Inter Milan look far more likely to be the challengers, with Antonio Conte, the former Juventus and Chelsea manager, leading the way. They could be solid at the back, but since lockdown, they have conceded a lot of goals. They have Milan Skriniar, who is a top central defender. They have Eriksen in midfield, who's a creative playmaker. And the goals should be coming from Romelu Lukaku. Add one or two more. And finally, we could see a serious challenge for Juventus this season. We could also see a challenge through Lazio, who challenged up until lockdown, and the rising force in Italy, Atalanta, who could be a dangerous team in the Champions League this season. However, despite that fact, I think Juve will still go on to win the league again next season. However, will that be enough to keep Sarri in his job next season? I think he'll survive this summer, but the Champions League is always a priority for this team. And I don't think this team are going to win the Champions League, despite the fact that they have a load of talent, including Cristiano Ronaldo. But like Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo is a player whose best years are behind him. And this team may soon start relying on the likes of Pablo Dybala and they may need better performances from their expensive young centre-back signing, Matthias De Ligt. They have done a swap deal next season that will see Arthur moving in from Barcelona and Pjanic going the other way. Hey, Juve! Hey, Barca! How's it going? Not bad, man. How's Ronaldo? Still the GOAT. <laughs> How's Messi? Still the GOAT. <laughs> but uh, listen, we were thinking we wanted to sign a midfielder. Oh yeah, we have a few of those. Actually thinking of getting a new one too. Oh, for real? Oh, nice, nice, yeah. We're thinking more of like a passing midfielder, though. Oh, damn, that's cool. Yeah, we want a passing midfielder, too. What? No way. Yeah, man, and it doesn't even matter if they're a little slow, too. That's fine. We were thinking that, too. Oh, sick, yeah. Um, But we wanted to ask about Pjanic. Oh, yeah? He's one of our passing guys, too. A little old, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and hear me out. <laughs> it's so great that you guys are looking for the same kind of player, too. But what if... Yeah. You gave us Pionich. Yeah. And we gave you Arthur. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, man, you help me, I help you. You give us Pionich, we give you Arthur. But I thought, I mean... He's 23 and Pjanic is like 30. Yeah, yeah, and you know what would be really cool? Because obviously it'll be a swap deal, but what if we make it like two separate transfers and then you give us money for Pjanic and we give it right back for Arthur? <laughs> so like 
the same money? Uh, I mean, throwing a little something extra. I mean, like you said, Pianich is 30 and Arthur is like 23. So, okay, so, so, so let me get this straight. So you want to give us, your 23-year-old midfielder, who your fans love, for our 30-year-old midfielder who kind of plays the same for just a little extra money? Hello? Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, great. Great. Love it. Okay, then. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, man. Great business as always. Right, I'll then. see you around. No problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. Love that guy. What the? Yeah, I think that skit pretty much sums up Barcelona and Barcelona's current transfer policy and why the club is unfortunately in the position that it's in. We're going to finish up with some markets here. We're going to look at the FA Cup final for our prototype here to run through these markets, starting with the full-time result market. Now, this is the market where you will decide who wins the game. And there's a draw included in this. This is different to the pick, draw, no bet market. Arsenal here are available at 5-2. to two. They are the underdogs. The draw is available at 12-5. to five, And Chelsea is available at 11-10. to 10. The double chance market is taking two outcomes in one bet. So you can take Arsenal or the draw at 4-6. to six. You could take Chelsea or the draw at 2-7. to seven. Or you can take either team to win and no draw at 3 to 10. The pick market, which I just mentioned, which is draw no bet, which means if it's a draw, it's void. Sees Chelsea at 1 to 2 and Arsenal available at 6 to 4. The over under markets here at the moment see the over at 17 to 20, that's over 2.5 goals, and under at 19 to 20. That means if there's three goals in this game, that's what you need for the over, and you need under three to cash the under. The halftime full-time market, not to be confused with to win both halves, because if it's to win both halves, that means Arsenal needs to be winning 1-0 at halftime and they need to finish the game with a two-goal differential. So 1-0, 2-0, which means they've won both halves 1-0. This is different. You only need to be winning the game at halftime and then you still need to be winning the game at full-time. Arsenal, Arsenal is at 9-2. Arsenal to win the first half and then to draw is at 14-1. Arsenal to be winning at half-time and lose the game to Chelsea is 22-1. The half-time draw on Arsenal to win is 13-2. Draw, draw, 9-2. Draw at half-time and Chelsea to win at 4-1. Chelsea to be winning and Arsenal to come back and win is 28-1. Chelsea, Chelsea is available at 12-5. Both teams to score in this match, which means both teams need to score. Yes is available at 7 to 10 and no is available at 21 to 20. Arsenal to win and both teams to score is at 11 to 2. That means Arsenal need to win and Chelsea also need to score. Chelsea in the same market is at 3 to 1 or you can take a score draw, which is a draw with both teams scoring. So 1-1 or 2-2, etc., which is available at 10 to 3. You can bet on the score lines of the game, which is pretty self-explanatory. Arsenal to win this game 1-0 is at 10 to 1. Chelsea to win 1 is at 15 to 2. Arsenal 2-0 at 18 to 1. Chelsea 2-0 at 10 to 1. And you can bet draws 0-0, 10 to 1, 1-1, at 11 to 2 and 2 2 at 12 to 1. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to oversaturate your minds with information. I want you to learn these basic markets, learn about the players, learn about the teams, take on all of the basic information that we've given so far and get ready for. 
part two because we're going to be doing a second part of this where we are going to be focusing on those Asian lines, the Asian handicaps and the Asian goal lines. We are going to use the Champions League and Europa League finals to do the second part of the tutorial. We are going to use those games as an example and we're going to run through all of those Asian markets so you guys fully understand. So don't worry about it. I am going to make sure that everybody knows everything in time for next season. I want to thank you guys for making the Soccer Gambling Podcast a reality. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.